You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Bedford Properties. And today we have a special guest with us, Ia Ang. And Ia, how old are you? Hi, I'm 17. So Ia is 17 years old, and she is a co-author, uh, a best-selling author that was actually uh, on the Wall Street Journal, uh, was it top 10 books for investment management recently? Um it's called the Ten Commandments of Investing. Um, she's also um, a. Uh, she also works with with her father, who's the president of Skytan Capital, um, based out of um, to, uh, Canada uh, in Ontario. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the book that her and, and her father and I, is it uh, another brother? Yeah, you have um, my cousin. Your too. cousin um, yeah. helped uh, co-author to make it to the Wall Street Journal. Um, bestseller uh, um, list. Um, and a lot of the investments that they talk about are particularly real estate. So um, figured to have her on the show and um, talk a little bit about her book and why she um, and her family decided to write it and, and kind of take it from there. So Ia, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, and thank you for the intro. I guess- sure. Maybe I'll talk a little bit about why we started writing the book and how this whole process started. Um, sure. It began around seven months ago. So at the beginning of quarantine. Um, and there are two main reasons that kind of prompted me to join this project. Um, the first was that I had money saved up from waitressing and tutoring and other odd jobs. And I wanted to invest, but I couldn't really figure out how and where to start. There were just a lot of what we call investment wizards or just the greatest investors in history. And they all had a lot of different investment philosophies and life principles. And so it was kind of hard to navigate um, that and try to figure out where to put my money. And another reason is I, I saw, I read a lot and I researched that um, there was a big gap in financial literacy, especially for women and, and young girls. Um, already there's a pay gap of, I think women get like 81 cents per dollar um, that a man makes. And so I thought that it was um, a big shame. And because these women aren't really taught in schools, for example, I my school didn't really offer that much um, financial education or any classes surrounding that. And so I thought that that was a big problem and I wanted to address it. Um, and so we, the originally the project was not it looked very different. It was essentially kind of like a Cliff Notes abbreviation of hundreds of these wizards that we had researched and we had kind of summarized their principles. And um, that was what was gonna be published. And so my cousin and I actually joined onto the project after we had this list of wizards and their philosophies. And we thought that um, it wouldn't be a super enjoyable read, especially for readers. It could be a little intimidating um, and for beginners as well. And so, we started to distill these principles because we noticed that um, among all these wizards, the more that we studied, the more we realized that they all shared common philosophies and had kind of 10, we, we figured out 10 kind of principles and um, what we're calling the 10 commandments of investing. And so that's how the book started. Um, and I was a part of writing a lot of the core chapters as well as the editing. And 
I was also very lucky because I was able to sit in on a bunch of interviews um, and help produce podcasts like this one um, for the book and for our companion website, Wizards Institute. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how the book started. And that's a little bit about why I personally wanted to join in and help. That's great. So let's kind of dive into the book content a little bit and, and what you uh, learn from studying these wizards, so to speak. So um, there's 10 commandments. Can we kind of break down each one? Um, it's a very basic, we don't have to get into full detail, but kind of basic, you know, bullet points for our listeners here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually have a list right here, but perfect. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go through one by one and we don't have to go super in depth for some of them. But the first one is know thyself. And it's essentially just kind of figuring out that everyone is an investor. Um, and that did kind of that changed my view personally, because whether you're you're earning money and whether you're putting that into um, a savings account that gets maybe like one percent interest a month or putting it into a stock market with much higher returns if you invest smartly. Um, that's an investment decision, even if you don't consider yourself an investor. And so that's kind of the first commandment. Um, everyone is an investor. The world is very cruel and investing is personal. So you have to take matters into your own hands and you have to learn it. You can't really rely on anybody else to help you with that. Um, commandment two is own your space. And it's essentially developing independence of thought and focusing on certain sectors that you want to, because it's very hard to be an expert at everything. Um, and so personally for me, I'm focusing on um, technological stocks, long-term stocks, as well as learning about real estate. Um, but yeah, owning your space is the second commandment. And commandments three and four are more focused around the market. And so three is respect market cycles and four is don't be a dead fish. Um, these ones are a little bit more technical because you do have to learn a little bit about how the market cycles work and how the mar how emotions control the market. Um, and so I had to do a lot of research for this one. Um, and then four, don't be a dead fish is a little bit related where you kind of want to um, understand how the emotions and control long-term cycles and don't be a dead fish is essentially just um, don't follow what everyone else is doing and, and fall into the trap of herd, herd mentality. Um, so yeah, that's three and four. Five is seek religion, um, pretty big one, but essentially just doing your homework and knowing the worth of a stock and, and being able to um, feel confident in the stocks that you've chosen and the companies that you believe in and really researching their intrinsic value. And yeah, just making sure that this is the right stock and you are confident in this stock. Um, and so that would lead on to commandment six, which is be patient, be bold. Um, once you are sure in your stock and you know that this is a good investment because you've done your research and you've done your calculations. You wanna be patient. And when you do go in and buy it, you wanna be bold and kind of go big. Um, yeah, and then commandment seven is marathon the winners. Um, kind of just adding on to that, I guess it's writing these stocks out and not um, getting cold feet and dropping out if, you, if it dips a little bit because you are sure that this will have a value increase in the long run. Um, Commandment eight was a little bit more controversial. It's diversify, don't diversify just enough. Um, because I think that people are taught a lot of different things about what is like the magic number of stocks that you should own or how many different stocks should you diversify into. And so, for example, my dad, um, when he went to Wharton, he was taught that the number was 10 to 20 stocks. Um, 
But for me right now, my portfolio is I think five or six stocks. And we kind of came to a iffy conclusion that I think it depends on each investor um, and how much you're willing, how much time you're willing to put into it because you can have as many stocks as you want, but you want to make sure that you know each stock well and you have time to keep up with each stock. So you don't want to stretch yourself too thin, but of course you don't want to put all your eggs into one basket. Um, yeah, commandment nine is don't lose money. Sounds easy enough, but essentially just margin of safety, um, cutting losses, don't over don't over leverage and also just making sure you have an exit strategy before you go in. Um, commandment 10, I think is probably the hardest one. It's mind the mind. It's more of a psychological one, but just don't not letting your emotions getting the best of you controlling your emotions. Um, and also staying humble because you want to keep learning eternally. Um, yeah. And there was also a little bit of a spiritual component there because we found out that a lot of investors have a very set routine, um, every morning or they wait, the way that they approach their work is very methodical. And so that was minding the mind. And yeah, that's the last commandment. Um, yeah, those are those are the 10 commandments of investing. Excellent. Excellent. So Ia, how did you, um, you mentioned the research component. How did you, what kind of research did you do? How did you conduct the research? Yeah. Like, through what methods? Yes. Um, we read a lot of books um, that these invest, almost all of these investors have books that they publish about their philosophies. And so we read a lot of their books, um, took notes on them and kind of condensed them. Um, we were also lucky enough to interview some of them. For example, we interviewed Kathy Xu, who is um, the Chinese queen of venture capital. And I was able to sit in on that and listen to her wisdom, which was really, really cool. Um, but essentially just a lot of, a lot of reading, um, some interviews, and we are still pumping out interviews now um, that are also turned into podcasts, but as well as other articles and just forums. So essentially just a lot of reading and um, distilling that information because there was such a big overload of information. Sorry. No problem. Ken, so can you talk about, so if you're, you're gathering all this information, it's, you know, what do you, and then what do you do with it? Cause you already wrote the book. You mentioned that you have a, a it's called the Wizards Institute. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and so we included um, some of the more core wizards into our book, but for the ones that we haven't, as you said, we are pumping out these interviews and articles and content on our website, wizards.institute. Um, it's free, ad free. So we just, we, it's more of a learning community and um, readers of the book, as well as some of the people that actually contributed to the book are on the site. And um, you can ask questions, you can there are different forms for different interests. And yeah, it's where we're publishing a lot of our um, content that we're still producing right now. That's great. So how did you, how do you become a Wall Street bestselling author at 17? How did that, how did that happen? Yeah. So throughout this process, I learned a lot about how the publishing industry works. Um, we were, we published with Morgan James Publishing and we, Essentially how it works is um, you have to set kind of like a specific week or period of time where you want to really campaign hard for it. Um, and we did start the campaigning process very early on. We started Wizards Institute before the book was finished when it was in its very early stages and we were hustling and trying to get users on um, so that they would know about the book and it would have traction once it did come out. And so right now, um, the Kindle version or the, the ebook version is out. 
um, and the paperback won't be out until next year because um, of the scheduling of the publisher. But yeah, just a lot of campaigning and a lot of, I think that um, per personally, I feel like the website really helped because we call it the companion web platform. And it's not just a place where we are constantly pushing the book. It's also where we're actually putting out um, things that we've researched and other other users are contributing questions or um, their knowledge about very specific asset classes and geographies and stuff like that. And so I think that was also a big part of the book. And we hope that it will, we will continue to try to grow this community um, even after this book is, is done and it's been a while after it's been published, but yeah. That's great. So we can find the book now. You mentioned Kindle, uh, paperback won't be available until when, and, and can you buy it on Audible? Is there any other platforms you can find the book on? Yeah, um, we are working on an audio audiobook right now, so it's not on Audible. Um, I think the easiest way to find the book is probably on Amazon if you just search 10 Commandments of Investing. Um, or you can also go on wizards.institute and there will be a link to all the different platforms that it's on. Um, but yeah, the paperback will not be out until next year. I'm not actually sure when next year, but um, we'll definitely post about it and, and let you know and let everyone know when it does come out. That's great. So after, after the paperback is published, where is the, the future uh, lie ahead for you? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I think that right now, my main focus and also my co-authors focuses are just pushing Wizards Institute and getting um, more users and getting more reach um, so that everyone can kind of hear our interviews and, and contribute to the website. Um, and for me personally, I am really interested in financial independence and financial freedom. And so hopefully I'm gonna be going to college for that. Um, decisions come out in a month, but yeah, just I'm trying to learn as much as I can. And right now I'm focusing on um, real estate. And so I guess to back up a little bit over quarantine, because I did so much research on the book, I was able to confidently buy my stocks and, and develop a portfolio for the first time. And so that I have that and instead of putting um, my money from tutoring or waitressing into a savings account, that's where most of my income is going. Um, and on the, I guess, to go bigger, I'm also really, really interested in multifamily real estate. Um, and so that's why I joined Brad Sumrock's group and listened to a lot of his modules. And so um, I learned about the BRRR strategy, which is, as you probably know, but buy, rehab, um, rent, refinance, repeat, and which is, I, I believe, mostly for smaller units. Um, and then through Sumrock, I'm also learning about syndication for much larger units that have much better um, finances. And so, yeah, over, over the summer, I've been looking at a lot of practice deals. Um, I helped drive a closing of a two family, which is very, very small, but I think it's a good first step. Um, so I'm just trying to learn as much as I can right now about real estate and about other asset classes um, in hopes that I will be able to achieve financial independence in my yeah, targeting, targeting to my 20s. So I don't know. Good. You have to start early, which is, yeah. you know, the, the, the focus of this podcast. The earlier you could start, the better off you are. And, yeah. you know, for Ia being 17 years old and taking risks like this, and for all my listeners, you know, there's no excuses no matter what, what age you are. And he has um, been proving to uh, be on, the, uh, on, a, on a really good trajectory for herself um, in the future. So I want to congratulate you there. 
Um, how can uh, my listeners find you and um, reach out? How do they get on the Wizards platform? How do they, how do they log on and sign up? Yeah, um, the easiest way is probably just through Wizards Institute. And the way that you can sign up is if you just go to wizards.institute, um, it'll take you to a landing page where you can enter your email and then join the community for free. It's a pretty quick process, probably takes two minutes. Um, and you will be able to talk to, to me or any of my co-authors or any of the users on the site there um, and keep on learning because I think that's the most important thing. Excellent, yeah, and they have a really good community, a lot of good discussion questions and modules and they have guest speakers. And as he has said, they're kind of putting their conversations now into podcasts. So um, I'm sure we'll be seeing that in the near term future as well. So uh, yeah, really wanna thank you again for coming on the show today. Again, everybody, please check out the books, uh, Ten Commandments of Invest Investing. Um, as he has said, you can get that on uh, Amazon. It's probably the easiest way to uh, achieve it. And, and hopefully the paperback uh, will come out in the first quarter of 2021. So definitely uh, look out for that as well. And uh, again, really thank you for coming on the show. Um, hopefully, you know, listeners, please sign up for the Wizards.Institute. Uh, as well, a lot of good content there. I'm, I'm a part of it as well. I get the emails, so I definitely recommend it. And uh, really appreciate you coming on again, Ian. All right, thank you so much for having me. It was really good talking to you. Thank you.